Welcome to the Friendly Geordies podcast. Happy New Year to everyone. And Christmas. And Christmas. We say Merry Christmas. I say Happy Holidays because I'm not a a right-wing Christian nut. Guess who listens to Waleed Ali's podcast still? (laughs) Do you still do it? No, I've given it up. It's done. You might have been the last listener. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) <laughs> Me and maybe his wife. It was a good innings. I don't think she was listening. Come on. She she cares about Hawthorne. He doesn't, she doesn't how, talk about that much. How come he's the only member, uh, like the host of Project, that's still on there? Wouldn't you love to know? Now, saying that... Mortgage? I have a New Year's treat for you. I mean, God, how big does that man's house need to be? Uh, Ali, can you get on... The project's new promo for 2023 when it comes back. Get excited. It's a new cast and a new age. Wait, is it the new cast or is it just Charlie Pickering's back? <laughs> look, I will admit the guy does look a lot like Charlie Pickering that they're replacing Peter Hellier with, so maybe. Dude, Charlie Pickering was fucking hosting news. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Just, uh, Charlie, Why? No, because like the YouTube algorithm just flags it. Uh, Charlie Pickering was hosting New Year's Eve, mm. fireworks ceremony, whatever the hell. Oh God, that's exactly who I want to reign in the new year and think about how <laughs> promising it's going to be. Yeah, that's what I realized. Damn, the world is in recession. It used to be <laughs> that, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> like, now you've got like a guy, a guy that used to have a TV me. show. <laughs> Ooh, all the greats. <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> Paul Hogan? Is he still alive? <laughs> Only one way to find out. Tune in 2024. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you can find that, Ali, I will. Uh, is it, is you it will be doing out? the audience a massive service. Is it already out? Yeah, it's it's 30 seconds. It's just a quick, just Project 2023 promo. Everyone needs to see that because I didn't have access to the internet for the last month for reasons that I'm not going to be getting into, and I'm sure that's the only reason that anyone's listening to this podcast. Please stay tuned. Uh, because that's all I had was TV. You have to see this because I forgot, like everybody else, you forget how bad TV is every time. You think, no, surely this was just my imagination. But just imagine this every six minutes for a month. And in the meantime, uh, yes, I hope that you got... Yeah, I've got it. I've got it. Good, good. Let's watch this. For the love of God, stay tuned for this. This is a, my consolation prize. Wait, to I'll make I'll make it bigger because like everyone complains about it being really small. Fair enough. It is. <laughs> it's tiny. offensively teeny. Well, we'll make but it also Ali's like impromptu editing uh, is also pretty offensive. All right, okay, that's, that, pretty that's big. huge. Pretty big. All right. Oh, put on put on your headphones. Yeah. No, nah, you got to listen to it. You got to listen. Okay. No, no, they're, they're right there. They're underneath you. Yeah. Wow, the studio's gotten better as well. We've got our own 2023. Can't hear it. Wait, you can't? Oh, he's back. Look at this, get ready. Holy fuck. The only, oh my the God. The only skill he has. Uh. <laughs> Join the conversation.
conversation here at the project. Oh, <laughs> the papers. I'll be joining the conversation. Get pumped. If there's one thing that you can't say about that, that is a show that has definitely not passed its heyday. <laughs> uh, look, we're going to have to react to it when the show actually comes out, but I'm not really looking forward to it. Well, you speak for yourself, Ali. I've never been more excited because then I went back uh, and like, like I'd go, I'd go and get like the internet off some dongle or something and go to some corner, right? And then, and then, I, 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 like while I was doing, I should have been doing things like my taxes and stuff. I just went back and looked at promos of the project after the last ten years, and my God, you can see the promo in exact alignment with the audience dwindling. Really? Absolutely. They were better back back in the day. Uh, let, let's let's just say this: they weren't as lame. Mm. Don't you like? Could you pick? Could could you, if somebody said to you, make something that is more corny than that? I don't think you could do it. Hey, what about that fucking song that Kevin uh, Rudd and Joe Hockey did? I stand corrected. That was <laughs> that was pretty sad. <laughs> that was that was pretty sad. But here's the other thing as well. I talked to Kevin Rudd about that. Mm. He was. Uh, he was visibly ashamed oh, really? when I brought that up. Because <laughs> he was the prime minister at the time, right? No, he was uh, about to be Well, that because of Sunrise. It. That explains it. Well, that's the reason that he was prime minister yeah. is because he did that rap. <laughs> it, was, it was successful. Absolutely. Like he, he took one for the team. Hey, how was your New Year's Eve? Because the first segment that I wanted to start off with is some changes that are going to happen in 2023 that i think everyone should know about but let's start off with are you optimistic about 2023 do you think things are going to get better worse same uh for me uh, I suppose. <laughs> <But> <laughs> um yeah 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 sure the world's a beautiful place will you see 2024 or not <laughs> <laughs> um i it's, it's, it's every, isn't everyone optimistic uh, on the, the... You can't not be optimistic when there is a $30 million firework show in front of you. This is true. But, like, that actually makes me less optimistic because I look at it and it's like, such a waste of money. You, you, you really are a killjoy. That's true. I asked the exact wrong No, but you that. know because I told you what I was doing doing new year's eve that was hilarious and i'm glad that you bought into that because i've got to say that that is more tragic than anything that has happened to me ever <laughs> i probably shouldn't mention it because god knows if they're watching or they'll might find out but let's just say my new year's eve was lame and i was uh very depressed oh we're not going into it because i'm afraid all right up late you know what to do sign up if you want to hear the unfiltered story and you do so make sure that you do so you can get uh, an exclusive podcast given only to the true uh, loyal, w whatever you guys are. What were you again? The, the My Little Conies. Only the OG My Little Conies get to hear that story. And trust me, trust me when I say this. If you thought that that project thing was lame, that was, that was a palate cleanser. <laughs> You're going to be wanting to watch that oh. to clean your ears after hearing Ali's. You news. won't be jealous of me. I tell you that much. No, All right, look, so there's a that. There's a few things, so forget about your 2023 because uh -huh. that might be grim. Let's look at what it's going to be for the rest of the people watching this. So one of the, I suppose, good news, bad news depends on what you think. 
but there's an increase in old Centrelink payments to keep up with inflation. So, well, this is going to be a very sad 2023. <laughs> if you're on some kind of my tax, uh, if you're on all study or uh, Dole, Newstar, whatever, you're going to get a 6.1% pay rise, and hopefully that will solve none of your issues. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, we need to do this because, like, um, people aren't able to afford rents. I'm like, yes, but 6.1% ain't going to do shit, man. Yeah, but they're just talking about increasing with the average inflation, right? Yeah, but, like, rents haven't increased by the average inflation. No, that's true. No. It's, that's it's, true. it's gone <laughs> up. True. But what? You're going to increase everyone's uh Payments by what, like 60%? Jordan, just remember where we're at now. They increased our rent by 25% and still kicked us out. <laughs> yeah, by the like, way, we're going to have a new studio yeah. and it's going to be under the Harbour Bridge. <laughs> Literally, we'll be right at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> um, yeah, well, that's what happened to us and uh, we're successful. <laughs> and we agreed. We were like, okay, fine, Fair I guess. Enough. And they were like... And now you got to get the fuck out of here. It was like, well, why? We agreed yeah, to it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, like, we'll increase the rent to whatever you want. Yeah, but... Still not enough. They want it to be 100% increase, and they can't legally do that to us. Oh, so is that what's get, happening? Yeah, that's what's happening, by the way. So uh, is that how bad the rent market is? Yeah, dude. Rents, Tell me about it. Mortgages have gone up by a lot. And you know that point that you were making? Actually, uh, your editor, who I've forgotten whose nickname, what well, his nickname was supposed to be. No... The I got to call the Stig. Sorry, man. It's been it's been a rough month, but yeah. <laughs> Master. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. The butler. Yeah, you know how he was saying that all the people that are getting knocked off uh, fixed rates, and they're gonna flood the the market with more houses. Mm. So that's even worse news for rent no market <laughs> because what that's gonna do is it's gonna force people away from their house that they were landlords of, like they were self landlords into the rental market so it's going to shoot rental market even more so people everyone so what's happening now is all the people that were in long-term rental agreements are if your landlord is greedy or a corporation they want to increase it by a lot more because they know that the market has grown so they want to let's say increase your rent by 50 percent, but they can't do it they can't just randomly tell you 50% increase because you're going to fucking go to the media. There's actually like general reliefs that you can get legally as well for that sort of shit. You can get that tribute cancel or whatever it's called. So they can increase it by 50% or 200%, but they have to do it progressively. Right. So what they will, what normal people would do in that situation is that they'll increase it by whatever, 10% every, every time you have to renew your lease to the point where it gets bad, or they can tell you to get the hell out and they can get a new person on the new rates. Yes, they can. So that's what's happening with us. Look, do you think that in a macro perspective, this might actually be, it's, it's definitely cancelled out by the fact that this is the one thing that you will always hear me actually attack the Labor Party over, which is just doubling the migration rate. That's obscene to me. But uh, do you think that this might have a good offshoot response in that it might end up making the cities assuming keep up with the amount of immigrants but if it forces people out of the major cities and moving into regional centers look uh, theoretically maybe like you've got some kind of evidence for it because new south wales and sydney is 
has a net loss in migration. So people are moving to where moving to Queensland, even from Victoria. But I don't think these are the same people or these are not. So I don't think what's happening is that people are getting so poor that they're deciding, fuck this. I need to go to a state that is uh, less uh, expensive. Because if you think about it, that person who has to move in those circumstances is already very poor. And the idea that you can move interstate with that kind of money is important. You need at least $8,000 to $6,000 to move interstate. Just because yes, of the removal list. Just the removal list. Everything is more, everything is so expensive to move from one state to the other. Beats rent. Beats rent. But if you look at like, even rentals in, uh, in, in, let's say whatever you're going, let's say you're going to Brisbane, right? Okay, the, the place that costs 350 over here might cost 250 over there. Uh, I think it's a little less. You, it's man, you can get, I remember this because I was looking, I wanted to do that. I'm sick of this city. I'm done with it. Um, mad view of Brisbane this was during the increase in rents everywhere. Mad view of Brisbane, bigger apartment than what I have. Three fifty rent. Well, three fifty rent. So when you start getting into like your, this is this is the demographic that's actually moving to Brisbane. People that can afford to get that kind of an apartment. So if you're doing, if you're not a minimum wage person in Sydney, and you're earning, let's say you're earning sixty thousand dollars a year, which is not a lot, but it's not bad. So you can still make your rents if you wanted to live in Sydney. However, like, you know, things would get slightly tougher for you. If you move to Brisbane, then you can get um, uh, an apartment. Let's say if you were getting an apartment that would be closer to the city, it would have nicer views within the same budget that you were paying in Sydney. Not a bad However, deal. How, not a bad deal. However, if you were poor, let's say you were living in a share house, you pay $230 a week. Yeah. You go to Brisbane. You're not getting anything extra out of it. You're getting extra. You're not $230. When when the Stig complains to me about rental increases. (laughs) Has he complained to you? Well, he doesn't actually complain. He just tells me about it. And I just sit there and be like, yeah, yeah, that's a a pretty good deal. You should have a bitch. It is. Having (laughs) a share house in Brisbane is pretty much just like saying, I want to sublet Kevin Rudd's house. That's what's That's going the, on there. When you're, when you're bowling, yes. But no, not when, not you're, when you're bowling. Think about it. If you're splitting the rent six ways of a Queenslander, mm-hmm. a Queenslander, mm-hmm. one of those mighty old prairie mansions looking over a plantation, splitting that is a little bit different to splitting your terrace in Newtown. Yes, and keep in mind that all the other inflationary pressures, food prices, energy prices... That stays the same. It stays the same, right? That stays the same. Look, the main cost of living is housing. Yeah, housing. That's it in Australia. But you know what else as well? I was looking into this because while uh, I was gone, I was just thinking about it. I was like, I'm done with this country. Like, I've never been happier in my life than when I was in South Korea. And I had this fantasy of just going back there... Uh, hooking myself into Blade Runner and just becoming uh, like a robot hunter as a living, right? Um, and I still really want to do that because I've just, I've, I've accepted it. I, I watched one Japanese show on Netflix, Alice in Borderland, the live action. I was just like, that's right. 
They just, they're better than us. And I wish that they won in World War Two. And they, they, I, I, I was looking at that and then I just thought, okay, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm going to do it. And then I looked at the price of a house in Seoul and then I thought, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe Sydney's not so bad. <laughs> Seoul is a poor, okay. You know, the average price of an apartment in Sydney now, even after all of this, everyone's complaining. It's obscene. Yeah, yeah, whatever. It's 700,000. Quit your moaning, your babies. It's 1.4 million in Seoul, Australian. Double. An apartment. Double. Yeah. An apartment. Well, it's not double. Come on. It's close to 1.4 million here too. That's, yeah, okay, Ali, if, you, if you've if you got like a view of the city or whatever, but we're, we're talking about the average. Mm -hmm. So those old Soviet blocks that they built when it was still a dictatorship, out in the outskirts, it's not even in Seoul anymore. That's 1.4 million. Those $700,000 houses that are just, you know, your, your Holesworthy special. That's the 1.4 million one. You want the Oprah Gangnam Style life, you better be the guy that uh, made the song Gangnam Style. You better yeah. be Psy. That's your only way of getting it. Shit. I know. Isn't that obscene? Well, I mean, come on. Seoul is a huge fucking metropolis city now. It's yeah. so affluent. Yeah. Like, it makes sense. But it's, but it's not. Got, you, you can't compare They have it worse to like uh, wages jelly. than we do. Yeah. They have worse wages. No, not by a lot, though. Not by a lot, but remember, there's a lot more. So if you're distributing that amongst, what, 60 million as opposed to 25 million? I see what's going on over here. What? I think I've, I've this, this is my understanding. If your house gets firebombed, you start hating the country that you live in? Is that, <laughs> is, is that how it goes? Because I still no, like it, no, but my house hasn't be been firebombed, so like, I don't know. Do you still call Australia home, man? My, if my, my people's houses that would get firebombed in Pakistan, they would want to leave too. Yeah, Checks but, out. I think, yeah. Checks fucking out. <laughs> I suppose. I think you've cracked it. All right, so here. I'm telling you what, though, dude. Like, you, I, I know that I'm just going to, like, ignite all of the weebs' passions when I say this, but there is a reason that there are weebs. And I think it is just becoming more and more mainstream, and it's not even happening anymore. I think most people do just accept that it is way better that you can buy hentai at the train station, it's a better society. Yeah. It's it's like, yeah, okay, there's all of these, I don't know, like uh, restrictions and, and codes of honour that you have to go through and everybody, like, hates their life more. But, my God, they run a society well. But wouldn't you miss bunning snags? Uh, let me answer that. And I know that this is... But now, because, like, look, I've, I've become a lot less patriotic in my, uh, in my sabbatical when I've reflected on it. I think I'm on board with you, Ali. Bunning snags are pretty shit. Damn. <laughs> They're not that Damn, good. No. They're not no. that good. The ones <laughs> in your footy were way better. And that was cooked not even by a mum. That was cooked <laughs> by the dad just being like, come get your shit. Because that's the one thing that guys do better when it comes to the culinary arts. The barbecue. You see, Australia, what you've done? A man that was so patriotic that would get triggered if your accent wasn't as Australian as it's supposed to be. Yeah, I was triggered by my own accent. Is it's now, not Australian enough. Is now, like, shitting on bunning snacks. <laughs> this man, who, who all, all he cared about in life was to save a koala. That's how it all began. Yeah, that's how it all began. He wanted to save one koala, 
And now he's not even able to do that. And now that. I realise that the only way that's going to happen <laughs> is if we just contribute more to the Japanese economy so that they can come over here as tourists and look at it in Taronga Zoo. Did that's you, it. Tying both these things together, did you know that ja- Japanese government has recently offered 1 million yen per well, child? That's 10 bucks. Per child. How much is that? To just move out of Tokyo. I don't know, but like I'm going to check Well, that that's out. great. They should be doing exactly the same thing in Australia. But again, yeah, find out what 1 million yen is because I imagine it's nothing. Per child. Uh, Dude, no, what are you talking about? It's, uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. It's yeah. Oh, it's $12,000. Look. It's not nothing. It's, it, it's a baby bonus. It's more than a baby bonus per child. Okay, okay. Ali, are you ready to get into red pill territory? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Get ready to uh, cut the transmission just in case this gets too red hot, too red quick. Uh, I was talking to Christo because he uh, was just looking into it recently. You know that assassin that killed Shinzo Abe, the former prime minister of Japan? Yeah. You know that public sentiment is with that assassin? Uh... I'm not surprised. You're not surprised. I mean, I am surprised. Don't get me wrong. However, don't you think that if today... Don't you have it? No. Don't you think, like, if today Joe Biden, God forbid, was assassinated, like, more than half of the country would be, like, for it? It's just we... Li- Dude, 2023, this this time that no, we're No, I don't in, think so. There would be a strong contingency of people that would be very happy that Joe Biden was assassinated. I don't think it would be 50% of Americans. And this is more than 50% of Japanese people. Yeah, but like, I'm just saying like, pretty much every country that you look at is so divided now. No, this is not, this is, this is, this is something because we're just used to, you're used to both the West and the West in the 19th century coming from Pakistan, but (laughs) it's so true. Get over cricket. Um, But the the Japanese, the reason that they did it is because this is how their culture works, right? He kills the Prime Minister of Japan and the average Japanese mindset is, we must have had damn good reason to do that. Whereas in the West, when someone does something like that, and rightfully so, because I think that that's anyone that's ever done like some mass shooting or something like that, you just think nut, right? Because in the West, they are a nut. In Japan, that is not the case. And so they went and looked at that guy's manifesto and they were just like, it's making some good points. And now they're just like, hang on a second, Shinzo Abe was fucked. And they just don't want him to have a state funeral anymore. And they think that the guy that's in jail now made the right decision. And like, he's in jail. But like, I think the general consensus is kind of... uh, it was most honorable. Damn, that's some real red pill, but... It's a red... Like, they think about because it is so differently to it, us. J- Japan is a society of nuts. Are like, they or are they... Is, but they're nuts. Like, you're going to okay, you're gonna have to clarify like, the nuts. Only in Japan. Have you heard that story? That one fucking Japanese guy who was... Uh, 
in an island uh, during the Second World War and never found out that Japan had surrendered and kept fighting until the 1960s yeah. and still wouldn't come back when even Japanese people were like, hey, it's over. the war's over. He was like, no, I need to listen to my man or superior. Yes. And only then I yes. will stop fighting who, because there was no one there. It was just a fucking empty island. I only a ja- And Japanese people look at him as a hero. Well, he is. That's pretty patriotic. But dude, don't you think, like, if that was happening in Australia, like, after a certain point, if there was someone still at Gallipoli, like, well, they'd be dead, but, like, their generation <laughs> were still they're, they're there, son. we would be like, dude, like, you're a nut. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, but I think that... Now, chat, let us know. Would that guy be a patriot or a nutbag? I think you can be both. For some, but in Japanese society... You can only be a hero. A hero. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But I like that. I like how like extreme they are. Yeah. That's it. It. I think that this is the whole thing. It's just, I think their society is built and this is why it's better and more oppressive and why they're more depressed and everyone's just like, all right. But I think that, man, there are things that are more important than being happy. And I think that honor is one of them. Having a code of honor and sticking to it, you you got to say this, it's honorable. If I was Jordan Peterson, I'd start crying right now. Don't you think? Honor, that generation is dead. They were great people. <laughs> they did so much for you, for us. And you just tear down their statues and nothing else. Yeah. Uh, look, crazy, I'm going to look more into it. It but- is crazy. It is crazy, but... Maybe it's only crazy because we're crazy. Did you ever think about that? Maybe we're the crazy ones. Dude, you. I'm glad you've come back. <laughs> I think you really need to be integrated back. In, dude, I think you're that Japanese guy and you've just come back from the <laughs> island. Yeah, I'm so... <laughs> Dude, I was waiting for like an okay from an officer. You're like that ISIS <laughs> fighter that needs to get de-radicalized. Like there needs to be a process... <laughs> To mainstream you back. You're just bad. Now, let me just say this, right? Like, you, you should never... Violence is never the answer, obviously, right? But it, it, it is. it does say something about their mindset that uh, it, 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 is, it, is, it is so based on something else other than kind of like immediate personal gain i suppose like the guy that was assassinating shinzo abe wasn't doing it because of some blaze of glory in his head Mm. he saw it as like the honorable way out i remember like reading about what his motivations were but i honestly have forgotten like what did he care about i thought he was there was a couple of things it was first off like he he cut all these social programs (laughs) that like put his mum into poverty. Yeah, but like, wasn't yeah, it something, oh, his mum into poverty, but wasn't something it something like to do with a church or something too? That's the thing that all of Japan is like, yeah, why is everyone in their leading party, I can't remember what it's called, like the LDP or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, why are they all linked? And I think this is the thing that actually probably pissed them off as well. A Korean church. <laughs> what the hell? Well, that makes sense. <laughs> Korean? <laughs> what the hell is wrong with them? But they, I, it's, it's, yeah, that kind of weird Scott Morrison cult Christianity church. It's not like a run-of-the-mill Catholic thing. 
Yeah. It's, it's a real cult thing. And then they were just like, why are they there? And why are they giving so many, so much of our money to it? And then, yeah, all of a sudden they were just like, yeah, well, what the hell? Oh, wait, this? wasn't this the case that his mum, the guy, the assassin's mum, was into that church and gave all of her money to it or something? Oh, that was what it was. Yeah. Okay, right. Yes. And so, which is legit. Because this is the other thing that a lot of... This is, like, dude, it's not our base fault. Politicians are not good people. No. Whether it be Abe or anyone else. Like, if you're giving them no, Abe's money... Abe's especially not a good person. Abe was a, a terrible, terrible leader, but go on. Yeah, like, every... Even in the US, like, every politician, part of their, like, passage to becoming anything important have to do, like, that sermon to APAC or whatever, that Israeli lobby, and they're always, like... If you give them money, like these churches do, they'll say anything. Yeah. They'll, they'll like, say, yeah, uh, whatever, most reprehensible shit, as long as you're donating to their campaign, they don't care. Yes. So that guy, that guy who killed Abe, is like, dude, you got to kill every politician ever. I know that, but I think, well, it's obviously a pretty strong statement. Except for Tulsi Gabbard. She's all right. Yeah, yeah, she knows what's up. <laughs> <laughs> but is it just because she's hot? Is that? No. Nah, that's most like, of it. She's uh, anti-Biden. <laughs> And she's on the right side of history, which is sitting <laughs> on Fox a YouTube News channel with Tucker Carlson, right side of history. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta pay this. Like I, I was, I, I was arguing about this with an American, right? And we pretty much agreed on everything. But I just wanted to. He would not concede this point, and I was like, just admit it. Tucker Carlson is good at his job. That's such a based question to like admit it. Not that he's a good person. Not that you agree with his politics. He's good at his job. He shows up on time. He wears his <laughs> bow tie every day. Immaculate haircut, and he gets nothing for it. And he gives you what you want. <laughs> hey, hey, look, look we're gonna come back to that. But, we will uh, come back to that. I also, uh, yeah, go on. Sorry. Okay, so another 2023 thing is, which actually the Labor government has come into some criticism for, is that there there's gonna be a lot. Uh, fewer subsidized psychology sessions. Yeah, but come on. Look, this is something that I was reading about when I was uh, in my sabbatical. The level of uh, people in Gen Z that are anxious, because it's, it's just what my self-help channel is now, so get off your phone. And also this as well, and I know this from personal experience that I can't get into, but... Have you ever noticed that uh, if anybody ever wants to get off anything, they always just say mental health and then they're just like, it's a clean slate and then right, they this, don't this, get it at all. This is what happens when you say this sort of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I always have black. to make this stipulation. Yes, it obviously exists, but it is not. it should not be and is not a controversial point that it is like way overdiagnosed. Yeah. And, and like, look at what, look what, look what like Spanion said on like getting a... Uh, housing commission house, right? This is for people that are supposed to be fleeing domestic violence situations and are hopeless. And he's just like, bro, you just go in and then you say like, oh, I'm heaps depressed. I can't go on, bro. And like, they can't say shit because like it's in your head. So you just say you're depressed. And then like that, you get a house in the North Shore. You can trade it if you want to live closer to the city with someone else or whatever. It's all yours. Hood logic. It's like, dude, 
People do game the system. So, some people game the system. It's also like, I don't know how controversial this point is, but like we're really over-prescribing medications. Yeah, that's that should not be and a controversial point. It's like, yes, people do have these. People do need these medicines, but they do not need them in the quantities that they're being prescribed. And at the ages that they're getting into. Yeah. Like, I don't know, but... Look, I'm not obviously as knowledgeable about this topic, but like, there's got to be something up when you're like prescribing a fucking seven-year-old kid. With that's the big thing. You know how there's always just this thing of like, oh, uh, gender surgery when you're five and stuff. It's like it's like six people on Earth. The big thing is drugging kids. Yeah, that's huge. And just being like, oh, my kid, because I never take it to the park, just like is like a dog in the backyard and keeps barking all the time. Can you just drug it so it doesn't do that anymore? And then a doctor will be like, yeah. (laughs) You'll find a doctor. You'll find a doctor. They'll say anything. Like, remember when Trump found that guy who said he was the healthiest person on earth? Yeah, of course. (laughs) Anyway, so if you have mental health issues and you want to see a shrink... Pay up in 2023. But I bet you, knowing Labor, there would be grounded research on this. This would be a very intricate policy decision. Here's what happened. So during COVID, they just ramped up the budget for for therapy sessions. And you know why? Because that was Scott Morrison's big thing. Yeah. That was Scott Morrison's big pet issue. Which is weird because most, you ask most people, they look at COVID fondly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're like, dude, I just sat home, didn't do much. I was a hero for watching Netflix. You don't need therapy for that. You know what you do need therapy for? When you actually have to go back to work. And yeah, of course. And yes. life sucks. Yes. Uh, so should have ramped it up then. So they actually just brought it back to pre-COVID levels. Yeah, okay, so come I was, on. I was giving guys. a spin to the story, but it's true. Well, you really should have mentioned <laughs> that at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> PCR tests will be less accessible, but I guess we all know that because, yeah. you know, COVID. Uh, they're phasing out single-use plastic. I- Dude, why are you still doing it? Like, why isn't this done? Single-use what? Single-use plastic items. What, and people have an issue with that? No, people don't have an issue. This is just something that's happening. Uh, okay, but I'm just... Right. Like, how, why is it still happening, honestly? This but that, is See, this is of- the big thing, and this is another thing that I bet you the Labor government won't get credit for, and I'm going to have to do it and give them huge props for it because that is way worse than climate change. Mm. It's a way bigger contributing factor. And it just fucks everything. Everything. Your sperm count down because of single-use plastics. Man, I'm reading sperm count stories so much that I'm legitimately afraid that I'm going to be shooting blanks. You should be scared of that, are you? I am. And you probably are. Are you scared of that? Yeah, of course. Any sane human being in the 21st century should be very scared that they're infertile. Except for Mislove. He shouldn't be scared about that. Because he's knocked up so many times. He's a very fertile boy. Oh, I don't know. Because I've never knocked anyone up. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, well, I think that's because both you and I have the uh, intelligence to use something called uh, pulling out. (laughs) Not gone. (laughs) Well, how else is he making the babies? That's the most fucked thing I've ever heard. Because <laughs> we're smart, we pull out. <laughs> but that's what's happening. No, I'm using... It's content. undeniable. It's your doing that. Uh, <laughs> so there's another issue, and this is a big one. Yeah. There's going to be a pay rise on posting a letter. So in st- a stamp will cease to cost $1.10. 
it will now be one dollar twenty cents. <sighs> she. This is the whole thing. Uh, Peter Credlin was right about Labor. When you vote in a government, it's like an iceberg. They just tell you about a couple of things, but all of the underlying stuff that they screw you on. <laughs> in inflation. I bet you they're still losing. There'll be cheaper childcare. Childcare subsidies. I think, that, I think that's a good no, trade-off. That's, that's, that's amazing. That's so good. But Child- you know what? Like Someone was making this point about childcare, and it's very true. It is very sad that we need it. Don't you think? I understand that it is very important, mm. but it is sad about society that both uh, people have to work just to keep a child these days. And real. so you just have to just ignore it and be like, there you go, just off to go to this, uh, you know, uh, collectivized nanny. That's your yeah, mum. This is true. And like, I don't, I'm still sad that women can work. <laughs> Well, look, that's a huge tragedy in itself. No, but like, but you're, but you're actually right because it doesn't have to be a woman. Like, a man should be able to stay back and stuff. And it's, it's really important, particularly, like from ages. I think it's three up until like nine or something that like having a years. consistent parent Show me the boy. around is extremely important. Oh, yeah. And now, like, yeah, what are you gonna do? But what I mean, are you gonna do? And this is the thing. I know this from dating rich chicks in Korea. Right, they all had this. Doesn't this scare you? And that's something that I like about going to these places as well, because you're just in the year 2050. But none of them cared about their parents at all. I was like, would you go to their funeral? They're like, maybe. It depends if what, what food they're serving. They loved their nanny. Their nanny was their mum. Yeah, it happens. I know so many rich people's kids that that some people. I don't want to say it because it might get too personal. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, some people literally cannot call their mum mum. They have trauma because they've called their nanny mum. Well, so they call her Susie. Yeah, they call them by their first name. These are people that I know. It says a bit. It says a bit. Like, the nuclear family was a very unnatural thing, but now we're going f- post to the nuclear family. Like, it's become even more atomized than that. Dude, I remember like when I when I was doing my undergrad for uh, one of my first courses of and uh, I was doing economics at the time, uh, microeconomics. The professor was explaining to us the concept of opportunity cost. So he says, um, "Now here's the thing: you've got a child, your wife works at some job, and uh, what are you gonna do?" It's like I guess I'll have to stay home and look after the child. It's like, what if I tell you? That there's an opportunity cost. Opportunity cost is that you could be working at another job, earning more money than is required to pay someone to look after your child. Would you still look after your child? And like one one of the guys was like, yes. Like why? Like I don't know because I love the child. <laughs> 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 and, and the, the professor starts yeah, sweating. Factor that into your equation. <laughs> Uh, well, in that case, uh, th- th- this is called human involvement. <laughs> <laughs> True story. That was really funny. Why did you, I cannot believe that he had to put that into a chalkboard thing, <laughs> just like with these little X, Ys and things. <laughs> just that. All right. Uh, cheaper child care. So uh, child, subs, subs, uh, child care subsidy rates will lift from 85 to 90% for families earning less than 80000 and subsidy rates will then taper until it reaches... Five hundred thirty thousand. 
I'm actually kind of pissed off that you, you could you be earning be. 500,000 and still getting You don't need it at, let's just say 150,000. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that would be. Or like, you know what you should, I would much rather they just make it free for everyone under 200,000 or 150,000. Yes. And then just standard rate for everyone above that. But then again, how many people earn 500 grand a year? Eight. Dude, a fair few in Australia. And also, how many of those people that are earning 500 grand a year are having kids? I suppose it wouldn't actually burden the taxpayer. Yeah, they're the ones that are getting like those genetically modified kids. Yeah, they're getting genetically modified kids and they're probably genetically modifying the nanny to custom that child. And here's the news of 2023, which I think everyone wants to know. Queen's birthday, public holiday, dead. Now we get... Bloody Labour. King's birthday. Oh, okay. That's not which is not on the standard Queen's birthday. It will be so from now onwards... Uh, November November fourteenth, which is Prince uh, King Charles's birthday, is going to be a public holiday. Yeah. See, I told you there's benefits to keeping the monarchy around, guys. Yeah. Now that we've done a recap <laughs> or like what we look forward to, can we do memes from the third world? We can do that. Uh, I just like to get this on the record. I don't know if anybody's ever said this before. Uh, you don't know if you know this, but like, uh, I, I I really like the royal family. But go on. Yeah. Well, like you've made that abundantly clear. Oh, okay. Well, guess who's not <laughs> looking forward to the Republican vote? <laughs> but Princess Kate just looks so good in her dresses. Hey, uh, maybe wear these headphones then. Jordan. Yeah, I'll give that a go. Yeah. So people like these memes, hey? Yeah, I think memes are I get taking a lot the of, net by storm. A lot, and in fact, like I'm gonna run out of these. So those people that are listening that you think have funny memes that you want to share, yeah, just send, send us send, memes send that you think are us. good. Someone told me to play it, and I don't. It's so weird, but I thought it was funny. So I thought I'd include it at audience request. <laughs> Do you want to see it again? I, I think that man has bigger problems in life than shampoo. Not shampoo. 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 A man with no teeth. Do you want to see it again? <laughs> I think there's only one answer the, to that. <laughs> this was based on order. <laughs> What? It just raises more questions. It's so weird. I don't know why. It what? Okay, they're from Afghanistan. Uh, I think they're like uh, Indian, maybe Kurds or something. They seem like Kurdish, maybe like they're from the Middle East. You can't understand what they say, dude. They're speaking in English. Shampoo. That's it. The there was nothing else. Oh wait, no. Before that, yeah, no, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> but I, they're they're definitely Middle Easterns. I think they might be like Kurds or Iraqi or something of that sort. But yeah, well, guys, curd your enthusiasm on Head and Shoulders. It's not that great. Okay, here we go. Next one. Hey, Bobby. Look, look. I'm American. I think I'll use my credit card. Do you guys have anything non-dairy? Anything gluten-free? <laughs> I don't want to comment on that one. Why? I'm Why? Scared. <laughs> hey guys, guys, I'm American. Can I get anything non-dairy? <laughs> this is one of the first times I've seen like 
people roast white people, that's not like colonialism. It's just like funny. Yeah, it's great. It's back to 90s comedy. Yeah, right. Dude, that, that's the wave of the future right there. <laughs> Stretch the Asians out. have it right. Champion. All right. Dude, you got to watch this. What's happening? <laughs> 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 I don't know what the last bit was. <laughs> was that his react? Was it? <laughs> he was not amused. So you, you you know what happened there, right? He got a phone. Well, he didn't. like a fake phone inside an iPhone box. He got so excited, he threw away his own phone. Uh. And then I, this clip doesn't have the rest of it. I've seen the full video. He proceeds to beat every single <laughs> friend of his. <laughs> like it gets bloody. It gets so intense. <laughs> <laughs> With that context, do you want to watch it again or should we move on? No, that's too long that one, but... Okay. We'll forever have the memories of that guy getting. Jeez, does any prank in the third world go right, or is it always <laughs> just that it was just a prank, bro? Moment. <laughs> this one was the worst. It's so <laughs> poor man. <laughs> Can't explain that, can you? <laughs> you I hope he's okay. The <laughs> <laughs> modern day sports man can be really dangerous. Where was that? That was in America. It's funny because, like, the last episode we had Neil on, we spoke about how sick wrestling was for like 30 minutes of that pod. Neil's a fan of wrestling. Oh, yeah, he was. Well, everyone was as a kid, except for you, I think. I liked it for two weeks. <laughs> All right. Who needs enemies when you have such friends? Dude, what would I, you think, I feel like we're missing out. Like, this is the whole thing. All your modernity, all it does is stop you from really experiencing life at its rawest, which I think is just getting beaten up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's third world humor in a nutshell. You do well, it works. Right. <laughs> Sleeping kid thinks Barbara just kissed him.
that was a scary kid. (laughs) That guy is freaked out. Dude, he's he's the kid from that same meme. Do you remember that? He's like, what are you going to do when you go? I want to be a terrorist. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember that kid? (laughs) I don't want that kid growing up. That that kid's trouble. I I want to be a terrorist. (laughs) <laughs> Either that or really homophobic. Let's be real. <laughs> All right, last one. Can you imagine one. when that guy could swing a punch? Yeah, when he's old. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, it's not going to be that guy with the fake phone. It's going to actually really hurt his friends. <laughs> Thank you very much for, for, for this, for giving me this. And I appreciate my friends also. My wife and my girlfriend. Yeah, I mean my wife. Yeah, sorry to say. I'm so, I'm so sorry, my wife. Listen, I love you so much. I, I love you so much from my heart. So, what? <laughs> Wait, you Why it? is that a meme? Well, watch it again, okay? And okay. Ignore the shitty music in the background. It's gonna be hard, but I'll try. <laughs> Thank you very much for 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 this, for giving me this, and I appreciate my fans also, my wife and my girlfriend. Yeah, I mean my wife. Yeah, sorry to say. I'm so. I'm so sorry, my wife. Listen, I love you so much. I love you so much. So. <laughs> you know what else as well? He was not misspeaking there. <laughs> no, he was not. He was just generally thankful to his wife and, and his, his girlfriend. girlfriend. <laughs> Poor man. <laughs> I've helped him get there. <laughs> what the hell was that? Was that third world country Formula One? No, that was uh, soccer. He's a soccer ah, Okay, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, yeah. How would you recover that? You just said it. I wanted to thank my uh, wife and my girlfriend. I was like, oh shit. How do you recover from that? He did it brilliantly. Like, we're just apologizing to his wife. Just, oops, Baby, sorry, sorry. And then laugh. Sorry, I love you. I love you. My wife, I, just, I love you. <laughs> That's all you can do. What else can you do? You're screwed. How about you just look at the camera and go, gotcha. But you can't think. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Yes. Yeah, look, but if you were quick enough to do that, which I highly doubt a football player and is. If you were quick enough to do that, I highly doubt you'd be saying, I would like to thank my, my wife and my, my girlfriend. girlfriend at the same. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to be that stupid. No way. On TV. <laughs> Someone just said you you have uh you'd have to say I meant to say good friends, not girlfriend. Uh yeah, true. And maybe you could also just be like, I meant girlfriend in the way that Sex in the City uses it. <laughs> <laughs> that that soccer player be like all of a sudden changes character. I meant girlfriend in the way <laughs> <laughs> like holy shit, he's cheating and he's bipolar. And he's, he's bipolar he's ch- and bi. Yeah. <laughs> so so many other issues. Okay, dude, I want you to watch this one thing. This is not a meme. This is actually a little excerpt from uh, uh, Zelensky's visit, uh, the Ukrainian president's visit to um, US. He did a. Yeah, yeah, but like it's it's got it's nothing special. But I want to talk about something, and I want you to see this video, and I want the audience to see this video as well, just so they know what I'm saying, and I'm not making it up. Just the audience probably knows this, but Jordan, just remember, Patriot uh, weapons are a missile defense system. So like, if there's missiles that are coming towards you, America has this uh, defense system called the Patriot system, where you can like shoot your own missiles to destroy those missiles. Anyways. That's the Star Wars thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. So they just changed the name. 
because yeah, Disney it, now owns the rights to it and it was too expensive. And and obviously uh, Zelensky wants it. But watch this video. No, I don't know what just this is. It's a very philosophical description. Oh, wait, sorry. I didn't even put it up for the audience to see it. Sorry, my bad. One second. Just war. <laughs> sorry. Is that? Go on, yeah. is it's a very philosophical description if there is a uh, just war there can't be any just peace in the war that was imposed on us by these i i don't know how to describe that because we are in the white house and i can't find the proper language so these inhumans i would say and president Zelensky, Zelensky, you have made it clear that he is uh, open to pursuing, uh, um, well, let me put it this way. He's not open, but you're open to pursuing peace. You're open to pursuing a just peace. What's going to happen after Patriots uh, are installed? After that, we will send another signal to President Biden that we would like to get more Patriots. We're working. That is a lot live. We are in war. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. That, that is my appreciation. How the U.S. calculated the escalatory effect of sending a Patriot missile battery to Ukraine? I did not discuss that at all with the, with the president, but I, we do not. It's a defensive system. It's a defensive weapon system. It's not escalatory. It's defensive. And it's easy to... Uh, not and we'd love to not have to have them use it just stop the attacks all right okay so now that you've seen that the reason why i brought this up or like played this video beforehand is i wanted to just give you an idea of like what's happening on the battlefield and what the fuck is this man saying so uh again the battle has swung where ukraine ukrainians are g gaining more ground than the russians are so they're kind of like beaten the russians and the russians have essentially just resorted to uh bombing them through like these long uh ballistic missiles to destroy their energy infrastructure which is keeping ukraine in dark and uh can i just say this mm -hmm. this is another thing that you new kids don't think about i learned this uh if you have nuclear power and you're in a war zone like the Ukraine are, there's a very good chance that they can blow up those nuclear power stations. But not just that, if you blow up the energy system, uh, those nuclear power plants have come very close many times during this war to just overheating. And they've had to go to the backup energy storage. And sometimes, because they just don't have the energy, it gets very close to a meltdown. Yeah, I would imagine. Like, that would be... That actually might deter. Well, I mean, unless it's like a it crazy does seem to be. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, there's all these things that people don't think about how dangerous it is having that. But go on. I Sorry. actually have actually some questions about that, but we can get to that. I was going to ask you about, like, uh, smaller... Like, you know how Australia is pitching the idea of, like, really small nuclear reactors? Yeah. And, but anyways, let's, let's get... But the reason why I brought that video up is... So, at the moment... Uh... You know, U.S. has spent 
more money in this fight with Ukraine over the last year than it had spent in Afghanistan or Vietnam. So this is really, and, and Ukraine is consistently looking for more and more weapons, which is fair considering that they're in a war. But if you've noticed from that video, he was asked about the uh, just peace. Uh, Zelensky, he was like, it's not just peace, just peace. Just peace implies that there's some kind of mutual negotiation over there and you've come to a... His response was that I don't understand how you achieve just peace with uh, these people. I don't even know what to say because I'm in White House and people would get offended by the words that I'm using. At this point, Zelensky is in no mood to negotiate peace. He wants to keep going on the offensive. He wants the rest of the world to support him and he takes back Crimea and pretty much every territory that Russia has gained in the past, whatever, seven, eight years since they've started this offensive, uh, particularly with the Crimea thing, which is fine, which is, again, also a fair position to have. If some part of your country has been swallowed up by a big uh, force, a big country that's next to you, it makes sense that you want it all back. However, this is not going to lead to any peace. We're in the long haul because of this. And unfortunately, this is why I brought it up so that people like, I know you're going to hate me for saying this, but Putin, no doubt, is a crazy dictator who started a war that he shouldn't have. But this man is also crazy because what he doesn't realize is that war, it's not, it's never going to be the same. There was a time when Russia was winning. There was a time when uh, uh, there's a now a time when Ukraine is winning. If you don't negotiate a peace at a time when you're winning, where you can actually get some of the concessions, what you're doing is waiting for the rest of the world to get exhausted and stop giving a shit. And you getting into a position that is much worse, where Putin becomes dominant again, and then you don't even get back what you've recovered yet. Now, people would say, no, that's not going to happen. Uh, the West wouldn't give up support to Ukraine. It's already happening. Macron has come out and said, first of all, he's always maintained contact with Putin during this entire thing. And he is now saying, firstly, to the US, you need to get out of Europe. Like, we have essentially given you the entire European continent security. And that makes me nervous because we are not masters of our own destiny. He's secondly saying, essentially, what I was just saying now, that we're going through a really bad time because of the Ukraine war. And no matter who is right, we all know who's right. And like, we can all make those points that Putin went into a country, he just marched on without having appropriate justification. But we need to come to that, to we need to come to that point where we discuss negotiation and peaceful settlement. Because I am not going to keep advocating for war. Right. And so that's the first voice. Then there's silent voices within Germany that are saying the same thing. It's Surely. Like, that, come on, guys, we're spending a lot of money on this. And, and Germany and France are always on a unity ticket. Yeah, the EU, aren't they? well, France is a bit of an outlier. It's only, so at the moment, Britain and the US are essentially uh, still on the attack. Now, if you listen to Biden, when Zelensky was saying that, oh, we don't want any uh, uh, just peace, Biden had to come in and say, hang on a minute, come on. Even he is saying, come on. He blamed it on Putin, saying, like, Putin doesn't want any peace, but the president, President Zelensky, wants peace. 
And Zelensky was just like, oh, not really. I'm just going to keep asking for more missiles. Because from his point of view, he's like, I'm winning. Why do I give up now? I'm going to keep pressurizing until Russia is out. It's probably the reason that you shouldn't have a president that's an actor. <laughs> One, uh, that's going to get us into trouble. But yes, maybe. And Biden. <laughs> and the other thing is like now he's asking for because Russia, because it's um, <clears throat> winter season, right? So there's uh, war season is going to begin in about three months. So Russia is just hitting them with like these long range missiles. Oh, is that why they're losing? <laughs> well, maybe. Like what I said, we'll have to see when war season begins again, which is why I'm saying that even though Zelensky, you might be in a position of power now, dude, wars are always, it's like a sporting match. It's like you think someone's going to win and then the other side takes over. If you look at World War II, we now look at it as like, oh, it was you know, inevitable. Like, it was yeah, inevitable. Yeah. But like there were so many ups and downs. Yes, right? yes, point, yes, like, yes. Nazi was, so y this war isn't over yet. So if Zelensky thinks that this is permanent and Russia is just going to move out, wait for war season to begin because things might change again. Yes. And even Biden is now saying like, come on, you've got to negotiate some kind of peaceful settlement. And Zelensky is in no mood. So what I'm saying is like, on one hand, you've got Putin, who's a dictator, crazy, maniac, all of those shit. But this guy is also pretty crazy at the moment. Mm. Like, and at what point would it be politically acceptable to start saying, fucking work it out? Like, the world is going through a lot of shit. Uh, UN just came out with a report that currently two-thirds of the world is in recession. And it's only projected to get worse. Damn. Uh energy prices and food prices is really putting pressure on the global south or countries that are energy and uh, or, or countries that depend on import of energy and countries that depend on import of food like there's a lot of and not to say obviously all these western governments that are also going through their own recession but have to give record money to this war effort and on top of that Risk now, Zelensky is not just asking for you know defensive things like Patriot is although a defensive thing, but now he's asking for his own long range missile system that can go in deep into Russian territory and destroy their energy infrastructure, which he says is going to deter them from doing that. Might be, but you might actually lead us into a fucking world war because that at at some point when Ukraine is firing long range missiles deep into Russian territory, Russia is going to react by maybe attacking some countries that are providing uh, uh, Ukraine with the weapons. And it's not going to start off with Britain. It's not going to start off with France. But it's going to start off with maybe Poland. And then what do you do? It's a domino effect. So what I'm saying is, let's try to move towards peace. And, I, and even though this was an unjust war that was waged on Ukraine, but we need to like tell them, like, look, we're with you, but like, you need to keep the negotiation doors open over here. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid of this man. Now. <clears throat> right. And, um, and I'm pretty confident that this war, like, seesaw is going to go the other way. And maybe at that point... And also, pretty standoffish. Like, the, uh, you you got to give him credit for this. That, that is a crazed man. Somebody who gets up in a press conference in the White House and defies the U.S. president. Yeah. Numerous times. Apparently, there's reports that U.S. president had just, like, uh, signed off some major, major bill for Ukrainian aid, like billions of dollars. And uh, Zelensky calls him and says, hey, we need this, we need this, we need that. And Biden was, like, apparently got angry at him like a dad. He's like, you just realize I just passed a 
billion billions of dollars worth of a bill to provide to your country to help you with this war effort at a time when we're heading towards a recession and like all you say is i need more weapons instead of a thank you look i don't even care about thank yous or anything but like it's just like even like the west needs to also tell zelensky that we're going to support you to a certain extent after that when we what is his goal at this point to invade moscow i think his goal is to see how far he can go well his immediate goal is to get uh purge the russians out of the donbass region yeah is take back crimea. medium medium term goal is to take back crimea that's what he's really looking at now and then if he he don't dude because he's not a military man so he doesn't know he thinks of it as like i don't know fucking world of warcraft or some shit so he thinks that he might eventually go into russian areas and that would be a big fuck you to russia don't ever mess with us again but i don't think that's gonna happen i think he's gonna like push himself towards a corner the western world might eventually get frustrated with this and popular public because if you look at it when the ukraine war happened i think this is a u.s statistics 75 percent, some ridiculously high number in 70s was for the war like they were for ukraine helping ukraine defend against russia you look at it now it's 50 percent. in a year's time it will be well below 50 percent, and then the aid to towards ukraine will reduce but russian anger towards ukraine will only increase yes and then we're looking at some crazy quagmire situation where we could eventually go into world war three well you know i, I don't think that that's going to happen it i think can. That, it but, can. but, but it, really it seems can. like everybody this is very interesting because usually i always expect the u.s to take a very insane measure but this is why i like biden i do think that he is sane it seems everybody except ukraine and russia seem to be making very sane points but Biden, like i i get macron's position and i get biden's position i get biden's position biden is the perfect person to be in the position that he is in right now let's uh, just say this it probably wouldn't be the same with trump it, no, it definitely wouldn't have been the same with Trump. With Trump, who knows? Maybe he would have sided with Russia or he could have just... Like, yeah, who knows? And he probably would have just flipped back and forth, just be like, oh, did the deal. But what you don't want is someone like a Bush in this situation. No, Bush you do not. would just keep going against Russia. Biden is, is a dove, which in certain situations is bad, but in this situation is probably a good thing. However, American political establishment is not a dove and they're pushing hard. They're like, really? In fact, if you look at the reporters after this conference, instead of being like, hey, uh, Zelensky, what's your, what's your end plan here? Ideally, what are we looking at? Like, how do we eventually stop this war? They start hurling abuses at Biden saying like, hey, why don't you just give him whatever he needs? I mean, what else can you expect from the US press, really? Yeah. That's incredible. Like, you really have to give that man credit that he is in that system and he is behaving the way that he is. Mm. The fact that he is in that position there, it was something that was in Obama's biography where he was just saying like, can you believe that every time uh, the CIA was in my office, Biden would shoo them out? The rudeness. Mm. I was like, that's mad. Biden is way better than you. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's such a better president. 
The it, fact look, that he is suspicious of the CIA. Yeah. That's cool. And the fact that, I don't, like, these are very small details, but I don't know if you noticed, when Zelensky was asking for the Patriot missile uh, defense system, Biden kept saying, oh, but this is a defensive thing. This is a defensive thing. He's trying to tell Russia, yo, we're not going to give them really attacking shit. We're not going to give them stuff that goes deep into your territory. Because that's cue for war with America. Because yeah. at some point, Russia will feel we don't have any other option. Like, if we're going to die this way, we might as well kill you and die together. So you've got to... And I'm glad that Biden is, like, he's he's sensible with this. He seems to be really sensible. Because <laughs> that's the other thing. Everybody's always saying that the propaganda in Russia is that they're talking, oh, they're talking about nuclear war. Uh, the madness. That's, like, you know, Vladimir Putin is... Uh, preparing his population to be okay with dropping nukes. It's exactly what North Korea does. They just do it as a message yeah, to the threat. US. That's yeah. what it is. It's not a message to his people. It's a message to the US. Yeah, but like, dude, it, imagine this way. Putin is already in a corner. If he feels in normal society, like some someplace like Australia, let's say, let's assume we had nukes, right? At what point would we be willing to use those nukes? We would only be willing to use those nukes if we felt that we are doomed, that we are like we will be attacked. There is nothing. Australian society would collapse. Like if we think that there is no way out, even some a country like Australia would use nukes. But in a dictatorship like Putin's Russia, it doesn't even have to get to that level. It needs to get to a point where Putin thinks that I have no future, that my regime has no future. If he comes to that point, he might start using tactical nuclear weapons. I just don't think so. I think that... You think Putin would be fine with, like, going home? He'd be like, all right, I tried. I'm dead. Gone. I think that most people... I, I think that everyone is sane enough not to use them. Well, actually, now that I think about it, Kennedy wasn't. Uh, but now that we... The, the, you know, the, the results are in. I don't think that... I, I honestly don't think that anyone currently is because this is the whole thing right i don't follow the ukraine stuff i don't follow the russian stuff but what i see from both sides you know apart from the posturing and stuff like that it seems to be a pretty rational war it doesn't seem to be a war where like you know it's 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 a normal it's a normal conflict it's a just war for both sides it's not just a just war. It's like, it's it's not going out of the bounds. Like, yeah, there's always war crimes and that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, definitely. But it is not going to that stage uh, where, like, you know, Henry Kissinger had to talk Nixon out of nuking Vietnam. It's yeah, not there. Yet, but, like, you never know where this war could go. Yeah, I suppose that's true. There's All always like there's always the elevated risk of that wars. happening, huh? Yeah, which is why you need to mitigate that risk. Yeah, of course. You need to always give both parties an. Biden out. is doing that. Yeah, I think he's, he's facing a lot of game. resistance from his country, but he, I think he's trying to do it. Yeah, I think Macron is definitely trying to do it. He's, I think, one of the sensible ones. Uh, and I don't know where this is going to go, but it could go pretty badly. Yes. Yes. First of all, this tells me one thing. This war is far from being over. Yeah. This is going to go on for some time. And uh, hopefully, 
hopefully we can actually get into some kind of a stalemate at that point both parties we need both parties to be willing to talk it's always like Zelensky was willing to talk maybe nine months ago but Putin wasn't then now you've got Putin willing to talk by the way Putin has consistently said that I'm willing to talk let's get down to the table blah 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 he used to say that before minus Zelensky now he's gone to a point where he's like yeah let's just start a negotiation but Zelensky is in no mood we I think the best case scenario is that either there's a stalemate where uh, both parties just feel that there's no progress that can be made so peaceful negotiations is the only way out or international community and countries that might have geopolitical interest knock some sense into both countries and say look you're gonna have to figure this out like ukraine we're not gonna give you those long-range ballistic missiles that you need not gonna happen we'll give you at best stingers that can help you like you know wait off this threat and to russia we tell we understand that you've got legitimate geopolitical interests we understand that you need to take care of your neighborhood but you cannot fucking attack your neighbors like this and so, so one of those two actually, things need to happen. Yes, but it seems like what is happening is it's just naturally moving towards that because probably the US is just going to retreat more and more of its support of the Ukraine. And it seems know. like it's getting to the point... I mean, it, it wasn't this always the case with the conflict? It's like, yes, okay, Zelensky is the face of this war for sure, but this is a war that is uh, really getting carried by the U Europe and the U EU. But America's spearheading it. So imagine in a scenario where so 2024... really, like, they kind of just turn off the tap and then negotiations yeah, Macron start. is actually... Macron is... One of his biggest complaints is that. Is like, somehow, along with all of this, we've outsourced our entire security back to America. And we have no call. He's saying, like, I don't think I'm even in control of the destiny of this, co this country anymore. Because... So he's convincing all the other European countries to really step up, build up their military, and... Part one is that, and part two is tell the U.S. to fuck off already. So now I'm, uh, the other thing is like, okay, what you're saying, it seems to be going in that direction. Let's flip it around. 2024, Republican president comes in. It's not going to be heading in that. Republican president is going to immediately start uh, listening to the reporters and give Zelensky everything that he needs. Maybe they even give him long-range missiles that go into Russia, and then all bets are off. Anything can happen at that point. Having said that, I don't think that they're going to be winning in 2024. Well, we'll see. Hopefully not. I'd rather Biden be there than anyone else. Yeah, so same here. But yes, I do think, I do think that they're a spent political force. I think it's over. You reckon? I think it's a one-party system at this point. Yes, okay, they're always going to have that massive block. They might be able to retake the Senate and the House. But I think that it's just... It's it's too tilted against them now. There's something to hit them over the head every time with, which is that they're a threat to democracy thing. Well, this is a side point, but like, do you remember they used to say that in 2016 before the Trump election? They used to call it the blue wall. The blue wall could not be penetrated. Yes, and they used they to say almost... the era of Republicans is dead. But they, they and it ushered in a new era. But they, ugh, man, not really. Yes, they did win, but by the skin of their teeth, 
a strange anomaly of circumstances happened, the general trajectory is that country keeps getting bluer. Like, they're, you know, it's like with everything, right? Like, there's always just, like, those kind of, like, regressions back. But the general trend is that, like, it, it, it really is just becoming a democratic nation. A democrat nation. Hopefully. I think that would be better for the world and world peace in general. I do think that, you know what, actually, this is something that I was thinking about. Isn't this a great time? In general, I actually am pretty optimistic about 2023. Lula's in power. Uh, Britain had to get rid of, like, one nut job very quickly. It looks like Labor's in for a win for the next time over. We've got a Labor government here. Um, Biden's there. It seems like, in general, the world is the most sane that I can remember it being. Dude, apparently, uh, what's his name? Bolsonaro. He's uh, fucked off to uh, Florida. Yeah. And he never actually officially handed over the reins. Never did a concession speech. He That's all right. Trump. That's fine. Yeah. And he belongs in Florida anyway. He wore a lot of Hawaiian shirts. Well, look, it's really late. Um, I Some of our audience has also dozed off. They've gone to sleep. Fair enough. So we'll call it a night for tonight. Um, and... Thank you for listening to the Friendly Jordy's podcast. We're back and we're going to be doing this regularly every week and Jordan's going to be here. And it's not just a back for friendly it's not just a comeback for Friendly Jordy's podcast, but it's also a comeback for Friendly Jordy's in general. Yes. Welcome My back. My triumphant return. Welcome back. Jet lagged and all. <laughs> Thanks guys, though. Uh, honestly, all of the uh best wishes that I got from the guy at Domino's that recognized me. Thanks. <laughs> I don't even know if he watches this. I don't think he does. Well, see you guys. See you, gang. Bye.